Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I want to talk with you in the few minutes that we have about the importance of focus uh, in life, but especially today, Thanksgiving. Uh, but first, let's just talk about life. It's important in just about every aspect of our lives to keep focus, maintain our focus. I think of some obvious examples like photography. If you're trying to take a picture and you get everything kind of lined up, framed perfectly, but you're not focused on the right thing or the right person, right, that can completely ruin the shot. Uh, imagine if someone asked you to take a family portrait of them, and, and so you get it all lined up, but instead of focusing on the family, you focused on the tree or the cloud or the grass, right? Or, or instead of focusing on the faces, you focused on your feet. You would not have a happy customer. Uh, we could talk about the importance of focus in something like sports, right? If you want to make the catch or win the game, you've got to maintain that laser-like focus. And again, I think this is true of all of life. And it's especially true these days because there is so much that is there out there in our, our world today to distract us. Uh, the internet, social media, our phones just kind of rip our attention away and, and take away our focus, I think, often from what really matters in life. And so uh, lately I've been kind of frustrated by my own distraction and lack of focus. And so something I've just started doing and I'm far from perfect at it is I've been trying to keep my phone when I'm at home upstairs in our home office. It's a, a room that we don't really use all that often. And uh, when my phone's there, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And, and what I'm hoping is that by, by keeping my phone away, not having it always there kind of by my side so that I can easily check it, my, my hope is that I will focus on whatever's right in front of me, right? You know, the things that really matter, like, like listening to and spending time with my wife or loving our daughter or even just cooking a meal and, and enjoying that moment. I want to be able to focus better on, on those things. And again, it's so important in life to, to keep that focus, especially on a day like today. And, and I'm so thankful that we have Thanksgiving because it, it does help us maintain that focus, to focus in, if only for a day, on, on all that we've been given and, and, and where all of those things, the blessings of life come from. It's a day to, to focus our hearts and our minds on, on all that we have to say thank you for. Uh, but that's, that's hard. It's hard to keep that focus. Even for a day, uh, we can get distracted by football or, or food. And I think it's especially hard this year, isn't it? To, to, to maintain a focus on what you're thankful for, to, to focus and to see all that you have and all that you've been given this year, 2020. Because for many of us this year, uh, so much of what we usually say thank you for has been taken from us. Our lives are missing, they're, they're lacking. So many of the things we're accustomed to lifting up in, in thanks and praise. Uh, I, I don't know if your family has this tradition, I think some of you might, where you go around the table, either before dinner or maybe while you're eating, and everyone shares something they're thankful for. I think it's a great tradition. And I, I think it's one of those traditions that can help you as a family or as a group focus on all the blessings that are there right before you. I, I think it's great, but this year it's a little hard. Because so many of the things that we would no normally go around and say, thank you, Lord, for, for all of these things, they're just not there. This year, I think it is much easier to focus on what we don't have. It's much easier this year, because of the pandemic, to focus on what's been taken from us. I mean, we're constantly reminded uh, uh, by, uh, about what we're missing, lacking in life. And it's hard to be thankful when you're focused not on what you have, but what, what you don't have. That's why I think we could all use a lesson from Paul on, on, 
on how he keeps his focus and, and who he keeps his focus on and, and therefore why he's able to be thankful no matter his circumstances. You see, Paul has been able to keep his focus on Jesus so that no matter what happens around him, no matter what's given to him or taken from him, right, he always has a reason to say thanks and to give God praise. We, we read his words of thanks in uh, his first letter to the Thessalonians. Uh, it's an interesting letter. You see, when, when Paul first arrived in the city of Thessalonica, things were going beautifully. <laughs> uh, and in fact, no one could have planned how well it was going, right? It was one of those moments that God was very clearly working together because Paul shows up in Thessalonica and he starts preaching in the local synagogue, just telling people about Jesus, explaining uh, the, the message of Christ. And, and wouldn't you know it, but lots of people start to believe, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're told the people from every kind of walk of life, Jewish people, Gentiles, we're told even some of the prominent women in town, the real movers and shakers, they come to faith too. I mean, this is amazing. God is doing some awesome things. And, and then though, in the blink of an eye, in, in just about the same amount of time it took us and our worlds to change because of this pandemic, everything changes for Paul and the Thessalonians. See, suddenly there's a small group of people in Thessalonica who don't like what Paul is saying and the attention he's getting. And, and so they throw these really serious accusations and charges at him. They, they charge Paul with some political crimes. They, they accuse him of insurrection and sedition. They say that, that Paul is, is encouraging people to disobey the law of the land, the decrees of Caesar, and that, that he wants people to worship and bow down to a, another king besides Caesar, which, of course, he is. But, but these are some serious charges. They come with some serious punishments. I mean, the punishment for these crimes in Paul's day was either imprisonment or exile or even death. And so because of this, Paul, after only three weeks, he's forced to run for his life. And the Thessalonians who are left behind, these Christians, these baby Christians who have just started to hear the message of Jesus, they're forced to, to pay a ransom so that no further damage or harm is done. You know, it would be so easy. I would have to admit, I would probably be the one who would, who would be focusing in that moment on, on, on what was taken from them. Right? That would only be natural to, to, to focus there on, on the fact that your leader, this wonderful new man you just met, Paul, and, and, and who came with a wonderful message about this amazing Savior named Jesus and the hope and the peace and the joy that flowed from him, right? like all of that was suddenly gone and it would be so easy for the Thessalonians and for Paul to focus on what they have been robbed of. But Paul doesn't do that. In 1 Thessalonians chapter, uh, verses 2 through 10, the, the, all of those verses there are, are these beautiful words of thanksgiving. Uh, Paul isn't saying, woe is me, we're, we're missing so much. He says, no, I, I thank God always for you Thessalonians and, and for the faith that you have and, and for Jesus who has given you so much. Paul is able to give thanks because his focus is on Christ. And when you have Christ, which we do and which we always will, you always have a reason to say thank you. Uh, this was a lesson I, I needed to be reminded of. I needed to have my, my focus, I, I constantly do, to have my focus brought back to Jesus. I was thinking of just one example from my life. Uh, I've had a number of opportunities uh, throughout my life to, to go on mission trips. In, in particular, I've gone a number of times down to El Paso, Texas, along the border of Mexico, where 
Uh, I've been able to help serve some of the poorest of the poor on both sides of the border. And uh, maybe you've had a similar experience in your life, like volunteering or something, where you've come back from that time and you're just filled with gratitude. And I know I am. I often come back saying, Lord, thank you for my home and my car, my clothes, the fact that I get to live this life of luxury compared to so much of the, the rest of the world. Uh, I often am, in a sense, thinking something like, Lord, thank you, that I'm, I'm not like those people. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to say thank you for the, the material blessings you've been given. In fact, for whatever we have been given, we need to say thank you to God. I just think that Paul's focus would have been a little different. His focus wouldn't have been on the stuff, either on what he had or what the other people were, were missing. No, his focus would have been on Jesus. Paul would have come back from one of those trips and said, Lord, thank you. Thank you that those people know Jesus. Thank you for the faith that they have in him. Thank you that together I am united with them in Christ. Thank you for the hope and the peace and the joy that is all of ours in him. See, some of us, this Thanksgiving, we are blessed, right? Our, our lives have not been as tragic as, as they have been for very many, right? We, we still have our health. We still have our jobs. We still have a small bubble of people that we're able to see and, and be in contact with. I, I think what we're reminded of today, though, is that even if all of those things, our family, our, our jobs, our health, even if it all should be taken from us, all of it gone in the blink of an eye, we would still have Jesus. We would still have a reason to give thanks. You know, as you go around the table this year, whether it's just yourself at home, whether it's a small family gathering, as you go around the table, many of the things we used to say thank you for may not be there this year, right? We, we may have said last year, Lord, thank you for, for my job, which I know I can always count on. Well, this year has taught us you can't count on any job. Last year, we might have said, uh, uh, Lord, thank you for grandma and her green bean casserole. But Maybe now this year, she's, she's so socially distant, we're not able to, to be with her. Uh, maybe in, in past years, we would have said, Lord, thank you for that brand new car. Well, maybe our finances are different this year, and we're not saying thank you for that. But again, all of us can say thank you for Jesus. When we focus on him, we will always have a joyful, thankful heart. So here's a, a new tradition. I would ask us to start. We can still go around the table and say all of those blessings we've been given, the, the, the new family member born, the, the new car that is ours, the, 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 the warm homes that, that keep us safe, right? We say thank you for all of those things. So, so keep going around the table and, and, and offering up those prayers of thanks. But, but how about we add something new? How about this year? We go around the table, we, we bow our heads and lift up our hands and say thank you for one of the gifts of Jesus that we are particularly grateful for. So maybe tonight, either in your prayers or, or sometime with your family gathering, maybe, maybe you pause to say thank you for the hope that Jesus gives. When, when all looks bleak and dark, we know that, that Jesus Christ, the light of the world, gives us hope. Maybe it's the peace that Jesus brings to our troubled hearts. 
Uh, Maybe it's his love that we know we can always count on. Maybe it's the fact that when everyone else has been kept in a distance, Jesus is always there right by our side. Maybe it's his cross and and it's his sacrifice, the price that he paid and and the penalty that he bore in order to bring us forgiveness. Maybe it's the empty tomb that he rose from and the life everlasting that is ours in his name. How about today, in addition to giving thanks for all of the many material blessings of life, we also so thank you for one of the gifts of Jesus. Because that's a tradition that we can do every year, no matter our circumstances, no matter what we have, or no matter what's been taken. Dear friends, we always have Jesus. And so we say thank you, God, for giving us more than we deserve and more than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen.